Welcome to the Forex Analytics Community Experience, or FACE, podcast. Dale Pinkert interviews some of the sharpest and most knowledgeable people in the financial markets daily. Also, you can go directly to forexanalytics.com or find us on YouTube to watch these interviews live and get fresh, intraday macro and technical analysis of the currency, stock, and commodities markets daily from the Forex Analytics team. Our FACE show is free every trading day. Now here's your host, Dale Pinkert. Anyway, <laughs> welcome back, Fabi Lara. How are you? Hey, I'm good, Dale. It's nice to see you again. Nice, nice to see you. Uh, you know, I I started keeping tabs on uh, one of the stocks that you recommended. Uh-oh. So here it is. Now oh, I have accountability nice. too, man. Yeah, look at that montage. <laughs> uh, there you gold. go. You were talking about that. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know. What was it that the gold that they are they had in <laughs> mm -hmm. hand made it yeah. worth what was so yeah. they they have a study out that points to uh, basically what we call a, a resource right in the ground resource of gold in okay. the one i think it's 1.5 billion range it's definitely more than you know, a billion dollars worth of gold in the ground. And that's already like that. That's the NPV. So it's it's already, you know, cash flow discounted and adjusted, et cetera. Um, and these guys are extremely on the ball. They have kind of done the same thing before, I think also in the same region, and they've been able to sell their previous company for over a billion bucks. So these aren't exactly cowboys uh, and they were trading uh, I think at the time for like 150 million versus, you know, the 1 billion that they have in the ground. And, you know, since then they, they've uh, been advancing the project. Uh, you've seen a lot of mess in West Africa with Niger and their coup and there is Burkina Faso and all the attacks that are happening there. And uh, the region that they're in has actually so far, fingers crossed, um, been completely unscathed and pr protected from all the chaos. So, yeah, they're they're okay. they're still a. I think they're still a good bet. I think that uh, it's interesting, and people should think about that if they do their own research. Uh, mm -hmm. The jockey is important, isn't it, Fabio? Absolutely, the, and the manager, the management, and it's even more important when you're talking about mining. In my own opinion, because what you're doing is such a difficult type of project that. The, I mean, the geology needs to be right. The jurisdiction needs to be right. Uh, and so and the management needs to kind of foresee the problems that they're going to have and, and try to lower the risk as much as possible. I mean, if you get somebody who's not really serious and doesn't have massive skin in the game, which this, this team does have, you know, quite a bit of shareholding. I can't remember the percentage, but they do own quite a, a bit of shares. Then, you know, at, at the first trouble, the guys just can't advance the project. And so it doesn't matter if you have gold in the ground, if you can't pull it out, it's worth nothing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of guys aren't on their first deal. So they Absolutely. actually have track records of companies that they've developed from the ground up mm -hmm. that they've sold and they do it again. There are also um, some CEOs that are deluders yes you well, want to address that uh, i mean uh, <laughs> yes. one one that i know of having experience in in its uh equity is uh McEwen. how many uh, reverse splits um are they going to dump on uh shareholders so if you know a guy's willing to 
dilute yeah. to finance things. I, I can um, barely keep track. Here's the, the issue, Dale, with mining stocks in general. And this is why you kind of have to tread carefully when you're talking about a mining company or project. You're looking at it and you're thinking, okay, financially, this has legs. But the problem is that that company will not make a cent before they have a, already proven to the market that they have something worthy of financing. And then they actually have to go out there and get the financing, which means that dilution is absolutely essential for them to keep the lights on. And it's kind of a function, uh, it's a function of value versus time, right? So the, the race for the, the jockey analogy that, that you mentioned previously, the race is that the jockey needs to run fast enough and add enough value to the company faster than they need to dilute so that by the time they dilute, they've already added more, you know, advancements to the project. Because if, you know, if they catch a bad run, if something happens to their jurisdiction, or if the market just, you know, isn't the best for raising, which is what's happening, you know, with uh, mining in general right now, it's been very, very low volumes across the board and just not enough excitement, you know, in, in private placements and financing, then what happens okay. is, yeah. you know, you have, you have to your raise stock money. Is your currency. Then, then, then you're it, stuck. Exactly. Your stock is your like currency the, and you have less and less of it. Yeah, it's like your Fed, uh, the Fed. They yeah, the, print up, the more print you print, the, the less value. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And you could it's try exactly and control it. it with restricted, but even that becomes free trading. It does eventually. eventually. You know, yeah. uh, a, a mining trader that I know said, Dale, the sweet spots for these companies is when they're an exploration or a producer, and the trouble comes when they're building out the mine. That's when you really don't want to own these. Uh, you agree with that? Um, that's probably right. Yeah, I like to get companies when they're a little bit earlier than you know we're about to produce our our first bar. My dog completely agrees. He invests in in miners as well. That's why he's very emphatic about all of this. So I had one of those as a trading assistant. We, yeah, there you go. We say that everything that can go wrong in mining will go wrong in mining. And usually okay. when you hold the stock up until production, you know, sometimes you, you have situations where everything works out right. But that is really the exception. Most projects, you know, they, they have cost overruns. They are late. There are issues, and so the the longer you hold out, then the more risk there is for sure. Okay, uh, you know I don't know where I got these uh, micro cap silvers. You know, silver's been pretty hot. Silver and gold have really come to life in the last month since the dollar turned down. Mm -hmm. um, do you know any of these companies? Um, I recognize some of the names. Yeah, I Silver do recognize X. some of Silver X. So Silver X is a company out of Peru, and uh, they they had an issue where they wanted to buy a project that nobody else was able to make work, and they they tried to buy that project. And when, you know, they were doing their due diligence there, they had to backtrack and say, actually, we're not going to take a stab at it. You know, like it really is bad. And then they had to go back to the drawing board. So Silver X is a small company 
and they have small operations. You know, they they do want to grow through acquisition, but in order to do that, they they need to basically raise their market cap to a point where they're going to be able to finance their expansions and acquisitions as they wish, because their market cap is too small for, you know, the expansions and the financing. They they would have, exactly, they, they would have to dilute too much in order to, you know, expand in the way that they're, that they're planning to. Okay. I mean, most of these stocks, including Montage, you, you know, you have to make an appointment to do a trade because, you know, you just pull up what happens in her day and you just have dots. Yeah. It's, right. it's super thin, thinly traded. Yeah. Yes. And and uh, right now what's happening right now is that mining stocks are, are very low volume. So. Okay. Even in uh, things also like seasonal. B2 gold and uh, all of them, they're, were, they're still not well, getting well, the flow. Well, there, there definitely be, there definitely be, you know, a lot more volume in, in those major, those producing, um, you know, majors. But overall, you know, uh, across the market, we've seen a tougher financing environment and also just very little volume. We also, we also have a situation, Dale, where in Canada especially for mining, instead of trying to make a company work privately um, and then when they get to a certain point of success, you know, making, listing them and, and making them public, it's actually the opposite. So it's really a venture market. That's why, you know, the TSXV is called the TSX venture. It's because they're like startups. And so what ends up happening is that they have lowered the bar for new companies to come in and list. And you end up having a situation where we have just tons of companies. A lot of junk. Just a lot. Too many. Way too many. And you know on the this other one, hand, Santa Cruz? Um, yes, Santa Cruz. I don't know exactly what's happening right now, but they have slid. They are a producer. And I've been actually quite, quite, um, I guess, curious about what's happening to them because they they were doing quite well and they the price has slid a lot. I know that they had um, a little bit of trouble with their financials coming out. You know, they had to push it forward um, or push it back a little bit. And I don't know what is going on. And I don't know if with Santa Cruz in particular, we know the full story. I don't know if the full story is okay. public. I don't know if they're having some production uh, issues that we don't know yeah. about. I just have one more that I'm going to ask you for names. How about Guantanamo? Yeah. You know this one? Um, I've heard of it, but I don't know enough to be completely honest with you. I don't okay. know. I don't know uh, if their if their grades are you know making them profitable. I know that they're a small producer as well. Well, but, you know, you nailed the uh, uranium market. I I came here for Victory Lap. Okay. <laughs> for uh, uranium. I, I, I think it's topping up here. Uh, even yes. Cameco looks like it's getting a little heavy. So uh, with your newsletter, The Next Big Rush, mm -hmm. you also cover it might be the next big mm -hmm. rush could be a rush to sell because um, it's not a profit till you take it. 
Uh, that that's true. It's not profit until you take it. But there is a a big gap now. Here here is the challenge and something that I've been harping on for a few good months, Dale. Um, the sprout physical wow. uranium. It, it you know it paints a picture exactly of what's happening in the spot price. Right. Now what we've seen is that the equities have not followed the spot price. Now the question is, when are they, when are they going to? Yeah, UEC has UEC has done really really well, and when you take a look, I think um, maybe a good indicator of the the general equities in this market would be URNM. Uh, URNM will show you that. Uh, we have hit, uh, let's see, URNM. Yeah, that we had a, I think we had a high in 20, in November or maybe September 2021. Um, Pulling it up right now. Yeah, I'm that's, not, that's, I don't, I don't think this is, no, it's, it's a different one. URNM. Okay. No, it's a different one. It's a okay. uh, Sprott Uranium Miners ETF. So it's URNM in the New York Stock Exchange. URNM. Huh, it's weird how it doesn't show. Oh, maybe it, you're under stocks. I think you have to click on all. Okay. Because it's an ETF. Okay. There you go. Sprott, Sprott, Sprott. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. the one. Okay. That's the one. Okay. So it like if you look at it, we're just now reaching the highs of November 2021. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But if you take a look at what the spot price of uranium has done in the meantime, um and it's you overshot. It has way overshot. So when, when I look at the chart, I think on your yeah, your own trading view as well. If you go to UX1 exclamation mark, that shows you the actual spot price of uranium. And with the actual spot price of uranium, you can see that way back in, let's see, November of 21, uh, we were looking at, you know, just under $50 per pound of uranium. And let's see. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't. I didn't pull up the one you had, but these are uh, sprot. Yeah, and so, so, so it reflects it. It, refle but it demonstrates it reflects. the fact that the stocks have not taken out uh, the highs from. Absolutely, and, and so and, we're we're look okay. we were looking in 2021 yeah. at a high in stocks and right. a sub fifty dollar uranium per per pound of uranium spot price now we're looking at an 81 dollar spot uranium and the stocks are just now reaching those highs yeah. and so now the question is are they going to catch up and kind of close a gap so to speak an imaginary gap because nobody knows where that tops or you know are we going to find ourselves looking at spot price coming down and this is when it really pays to know the fundamentals behind the uranium story. I have seen really great analysts that I really respect. I don't know if I'm as bullish as they are, but I've seen prices thrown around from 200 to 300 to even 500 bucks per pound. Wow. 
Wow. Having said that, uh, we have gone through the uh, the the least amount of volume in the spot market for the last 18 months. That was November. And the price went up 10%. What we're seeing in the spot market right now is almost no volume. And any volume whatsoever really moves the price. And we're coming to the conclusion, and you know, it takes a lot of research to come to this conclusion, but it's what we've come to. The order books for most producers are getting full very quickly, and there is nothing left for the spot market. The spot market is very small compared to the long-term market. And we're finding ourselves in a situation where there just isn't enough material to go around. And so the little bit of material that there is, the utilities that need to top up their, their needs with you know, uranium, they're going to a spot market that doesn't have enough material. So they're bidding the price up because they don't have an alternative. You know, there's absolutely no alternative for uranium. It's it's not like so it know, doesn't take silver, copper. It yeah. doesn't take anything for the price to continue to climb. And we see that it it has become very much a seller's market, case in point, very quickly. Uh, there is a very well-known Korean, South Korean utility that would come to the market usually with, you know, a request for proposal and ask suppliers to bid on, you know, their, their contract. Um, and if, get this, if you were a supplier that refused uh, their proposal, you would get onto a blacklist and they would avoid trading with you in the near future. They have put out a request for proposal, I think, two months ago. And the floor of the proposal was actually below the current spot part, spot price. And the ceiling was about, I think, $90, right? So I think it was 58 floor and a $90 ceiling. And it went no bid. This was back in September, September to October. Completely no bid. So... In short, everybody's on the blacklist. They can't trade with anybody. And I'm, I'm only, you know, half joking about this, but the utilities that used to be able to get uranium for cheap are finally coming around and realizing that there is no more uranium that you can get cheaply. And it is very difficult, very uh, costly to, you know, turn on the spigot and just produce more uranium. It doesn't work like can't that. Be done. Can't be it done. probably takes 10 years. Uh, yeah. To get and it takes the right people to be able to do it. Yeah. And we uh, don't have many of those around. Okay. Uh, let me ask you this. Uh, you've probably been through, uh, you know, uh, many de uh, Decembers uh, as an investor. Do you think that tax loss um, selling or, you know, for things that aren't performing, the uranium shares have done well, but you know, I don't think there's a lot of people making money in gold or silver shares, even 100%. though we've had this recent run. Uh, do you think we'll see some pressure yes. on these issues? Uh, and, and I think we're over? already seeing it. I think we're already seeing it. Um, I think okay. by December, some people are able to come back into the market already. Um, but I would look at silver stocks, I would look at gold stocks, and I would also take a look at copper stocks. Some copper stocks 
um, you know, haven't really performed. I, I can't remember any like charts off the top of my head that, that I could, you know, mention, but I, I remember taking a look at a couple of them very briefly and they just didn't look good for the same reason, you know, gold and silver have, have been suffering quite a bit. And the thing with copper is that there has been some pressure in copper production lately. We have a mine out of Panama. Uh, it's at least 1% of global production. And the government decided to shut it down. You know, there have been protests uh, regarding the mine and, uh, you know, how they were treating the environment. Uh, they, the protests just grew bigger and bigger. And I'm sure that there were some political interests tied up to it as well. And they're they're shutting down the mine. I I don't know for how long. So the the situation also in in you know Chile, Argentina is likely to get better. Maybe hopefully, fingers crossed. But yeah, the, the situation of supply and and copper is one to watch going into twenty twenty four for sure. Okay, so um, I get your um, your stuff, mm -hmm. and I want people to able to you know get it too so this is where they go that's where they go the, the next website. big rush yeah bigrush.com big uh to read uh what I, I like about fabi is that sometimes she actually goes to these sites and walks around them and uh do you, do you put in calls to ceos uh and or do you mainly talk to ir people that always are bullish I usually talk to CEOs. Um, you would be very surprised at how easy to reach CEOs in the mining space are. And so, you know, they approach me. A lot of them do read the newsletter. And uh, it's really, it, it can go both ways. It's good to be able to reach them and actually, you know, get the story from the horse's mouth. It is also a well-known fact that uh, most successful CEOs in the mining industry are extremely good salespeople. And so you have to take that uh, interaction with a grain of salt because they are going to put on, you know, their their very best show when they're talking to you. That's but absolutely, Mark very Twain easy. said, uh, "What's a gold mine?" It's uh, it's two, a, you know, two liars standing a, over a hole with liar on top of it. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> that hasn't changed at all. <laughs> okay, so it, it's still the wild west, and that's why you need people that uh, dig in to uh, balance sheets. On these companies, it's not a pure play when you're buying a company. Um, yeah. You could uh, uranium could skyrocket, and if you're in the wrong issue and they have a problem, you'll be watching uranium go up and your shares decline. So there you tough go. game, you, tough game you chose there, Fab. You're pretty. I know, tough. but it's it's fun. I like the thrill. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, I want to wish you, uh, you know, great holiday season. Appreciate you taking time out Thank every you. few months to come and say hi to us, and uh, really hope that uh, everything you touch uh, turns out to be a, a major strike. Thank you so much, Dale. I really. Vein. I really appreciate it. And and let's hope that gold and silver and copper are doing much better next time that we, we connect and we can, you know, uh, I think they're doing I, I mean, that. gold's on the verge of a major breakout over. It really is. And yeah. I wasn't, I'll be honest with you. I wasn't counting on that. If that can yeah. be sustained, then it's going to look, you know, the discrepancy between what companies have in the ground versus what, 
the the market selling them is going to grow even wider. So that's even more exciting to me. And you know, uh, you know, I what kept me a little cynical until lately was uh, the miners, but you know they've they've broken out. Here's GDX. I don't know what's going to do today, but look that you have like a a breakout over thirty. Mm -hmm. Most of them have uh, really performed well. Yeah, so take a look at the GDXJ for even like more junior companies. Yeah, and to, I, to see yeah, if they and have, have more the torque. SILJ looks good. There you go. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, this is the best looking chart I have on the board. FSM Fortuna. Fortuna. So you already have fifty percent gains here. I wouldn't chase it up here. Yeah. But buy any pullback towards. If them. I'm not mistaken, they came out with like amazing financials. I, I could be wrong because you know there's so many of well, them. There was earnings I to keep right track. here. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that was you know uh, the market. Was it. It's what it bottomed before any of these other ones mm -hmm. did because uh, mm -hmm. if you look at uh, even Majestic, um, it's breaking out of a falling wedge. Yeah. They all look good, Fabi. Do you know this one? Uh, which Believe one is that? Caliber mining. So they they used to be somewhere in Central America, and I'm not sure if that's okay. changed. And so I haven't followed them uh, for Nicaragua. for a few years. Yeah. I think it was Nicaragua, but I don't know if it still is because I had a feeling that they had that they had moved on. So I'm not really sure. Okay. Well, thanks so much for being here. No problem. Thank you, Dale. All the best. I really, really uh, and I'll get a hold of you later and we'll schedule something for next year. Let's do it. Count me in. All right. Bobby Lara, yes. everyone, follow her at the next big rush. Go to her website and read her stuff. And that's going to be a wrap for Thursday, everybody. Have a great day. Don't just count your pips, count your blessings. You could join the team in 18 minutes on the morning edge. Adios.